When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. One oh one five FM, seven twenty AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. Oh, it's wrestling, 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 wrestling. Yeah, baby. Here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, El Taco de la Las Vegas. Oh, good Lordo. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. For, I took two years, though, in high school. But that was and I see long, it paid off. That was a long, long time Donde ago. Donde esta el baño? <laughs> I know that one. La and cuenta, por favor. Stop it. Andrew Fish Fane, I'm Mark Oak. Joe DeFalco. For I'm the new manager for Los Lotharios. Yes, congratulations. Future <laughs> <laughs> stars for us. Like, on Why do we were doing two hours? Oh, what, I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't catch that. I said I didn't even know we were doing two hours. Yeah, how about that? Joe, we just love you so much. You retweeted the tweet last on Friday night. What do you want me to do? Read it? Yeah. <laughs> I, Joey, I, I, I read I, Joe's tweets on If, if I don't have two hours of you in my life every week, I just I just melt. Oh my God. What a what a day. What a day. But we are having a blast here. And by the way, if you want to follow us on our social media at Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, Facebook the Mark Hoke Show, and MarkHokeShow.com and that crazy podcast is going to be up soon from that last hour, plus all the other ones. <laughs> what craziness? At, I don't know what you're talking about. Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So check that out. And yeah. That is skosh heated. <laughs> of course, the uh, fans in Bangladesh are eagerly awaiting. What, they are, actually. What, are a podcast or food? Both. <laughs> Both. But, hey, our buddy from Macedonia is back. All right, the, the so, Macedonians. Yeah, so welcome. Thank you. Anyone from the Ottoman Empire? So, so <laughs> we've got Macedonia, and uh, where where was my list? I, I had I had the list, and I the Maldives. I had to. I had, I had to uh, Still, no one in Saskatchewan, it. though. Huh? No one in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Sons of guns! I'm going to go up there. I swear to God, I'm going to stand in the middle of Winnipeg and <laughs> just freak out. But yeah, it, but we certainly do appreciate support from all around the world. We know you guys in like, come on, eh? Philippines. We've been getting a lot of downloads of the Philippines lately. Uh, United Kingdom, our friends, 
in Australia, in uh, where is that? Uh, New South Wales. We all appreciate every. We appreciate every one of you. Thank you so much for following us. And on hey, the there, Show. there's a new king. A new king. Yeah. Who's the new king, Fish? King Charles. Queen Elizabeth died. There's a new king. Oh, like literally. <laughs> there's king. literally a new king. Well, I, I was wondering that's, if you would talk that's, about that's, that's King Charles the Third. Yes, sorry, King Charles the Third. I was, I was. Did something happen to Jerry Lawler? No, there's, a, there's. A, well, yeah, he's a Jerry. Never yeah. mind. The tenth anniversary of that was of Jerry Lawler's heart attack on Raw just happened a couple of days ago. By the way, did you guys just uh, you remember that? I do remember that. That was crazy. Yes, it was. If you but, don't know, ten years ago, Jerry Lawler was uh, was doing color commentary on Monday Night Raw. Actually, had a heart attack on, on the, the show. That I will. Was, I will wow. say I'm very upset with ESPN. Why are you upset with ESPN? Because they hired away Pat McAfee to do, I think, college football. So now Michael, it's Michael Cole and Corey Graves on Ugh. Friday Night SmackDown. Graves is getting better, but yeah, yes, but I, but McAfee, McAfee was great. Is, yeah, that that was sad news that came out of WWE that Pat McAfee, who is doing color commentary on Friday Night SmackDown, has been hired away and is doing ESPN College Game Day. Because, of course, he's awesome. Yes. And unfortunately, will be... Well, I shouldn't say that. Corey Graves will be taking a spot until the college football season's over. So we get no more Pat McAfee dancing on the tables and so No, is Graves going to be doing both then still, Raw and SmackDown? Or are they going to bring someone else into Raw? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yes, so. I, somebody should be available. Maybe Joe DeFalco is available. Maybe yeah, Joe. I'm available. You know, Jonathan Coachman is probably available again. <laughs> I, 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 I worked, interviewed Coach once. I, I worked with Coach at ESPN, so I know him very well, actually. Interesting I, character. I got a lot of good stories out of him, though. I, I'm oh, sure all those guys have great stories. Oh, I've, I've got a Coachman story, but I can't say on the air. But anyway, oh, my Lord. But, uh, hey, uh, a great week on for WWE following up Clash of the Castle, by the way. Yeah, Braun Strowman's return. Uh, Braun Strowman yeah. is back destroying things. He power bombed Otis. That wasn't bad. Yeah. He's, I, he's he's destroying the tag team division one show at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea what the point of that is. Neither do I. But but, it, but it's good to see Strowman back. But you know, but it was interesting. You mentioned the power bomb because Strowman was is, is apparently power bombing everybody now. They're calling it the monster bomb. It's a war bomb, and people are ripping him. Comparing him to Wardlow from AEW, saying that he's ripping off what Wardlow's doing, which I, I thought was kind of an interesting little internet blast to Braun Strowman. Yeah, except for I think Strowman was doing it before Wardlow was on AEW. Well, he was doing other stuff though. Yeah, he was flipping over ambulances. Yes, he's a very strong man. Yes, very strong man. But you know, guys, where do you think Braun Strowman's going to end up in this whole thing? I mean, you know, we're hearing he's going to end up being in the main event scene. Fairly I mean, quickly. You, you only, you are, ha- are you happy Strowman's back first? And where, what do you think they do with him? I think he looks, first of all, I think he looks fantastic. This is the best he's looked. I mean, just he's lost weight and he, he can move around the ring. He does, he, You know, when he first came up as, as one of the Wyatt family, he had no idea what the hell he was doing inside the, inside the ring. And you can see that he's worked on that and he's become much better. It really depends on, on the riding. Unfortunately, everything I'm hearing, though, is they're going to keep the belts on Reigns all the way up to WrestleMania when he fights The Rock and still holds the title after he beats The Rock at WrestleMania. So I don't know what's the point of putting anyone in the main title scene because no one's going to be able to beat Roman Reigns. Joe, what are your, what are your thoughts about Braun Strowman's return? 
Uh, I thought, you know, him showing up on Raw was great. Then I'm reading that he's going to be another main guy on SmackDown, and it's like, okay, well, you know, Cross has got to get his fitting, and Solo Sokoa has got to get his fitting, uh, you know. And you got Drew McIntyre, and you got Roman Reigns. It's like, okay, uh, we saw, you know, Solo and, uh, and Drew, and then Cross got involved. It's like, are they going to do something weird and do, you know, uh, cross Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman against the bloodline or something? I, you know, I don't really have an idea of where they're going because Strowman, yeah, everybody knows him. He was a former champion, so it's easy. It isn't like, oh, we have to build this guy up to put him in the main event. You know, he was in the main event the last show he ever worked was for the title. And him going there, it's just like, okay, is, is that a sign that uh, Bray Wyatt's coming in there too? It's like they're really turning SmackDown into the heavyweight, uh, the heavyweight show now. That's because don't they get more money from Fox than they do from, yeah, NBC Universal? That, that is very true. But I, you know, yeah, but I was surprised. Rock, to... So if they don't have Lesnar now, if you load it up with with Strowman and Drew and Reigns, and hopefully build a cross. You know, and then Bray Wyatt comes back, you know, then I can't believe, you know, Fox won't give him a lot more money the next time around. Yeah. I, I was surprised to see that Strowman was going to SmackDown, too, because I thought he'd been very good on Raw. And having him maybe go after Bobby Lashley would have been a lot of fun to Ooh, see. Oh, that would have been good. Although they, I think they want to keep, they like keeping Lashley face and they wanted, they needed, they wanted uh, Strowman to be a, a, a face. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Boy, imagine all those guys there, and Austin Theory becomes the universal. <laughs> <laughs> who's, yep. Gar- who's Gargano wrestling on Monday? That was the big tease: was he's coming back to the ring, but who's he going to wrestle? Yeah, we don't know yet. Uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, <laughs> Barry Horowitz. Oh, good lord! Uh, there were a few that I was going to say, but I think they've all passed away. So <laughs> maybe he'll be wrestling Dominic Mysterio. Your or buddy, Mini Goldust. Maybe it's Mini Goldust. Gargano, that way he can look tall. <laughs> wow, that was, that was right out of the Jim Cornette playbook there. Uh, but Dominic Mysterio is now officially with Judgment Day, which I said to he's, you guys. Uh, what if I said to you last Sunday? You, oh, oh no, he's not with Judgment Day. Of course he is. Rhea Ripley has apparently made him a man. Well, you know they, they need a fourth. They need uh, they need a fifth wheel, so you know he's going to play the role of uh, Sammy Zayn. Who was it in the NWO? Uh, Vincent. <laughs> remember, you know, X Pac. He was the lackey, the lackey of NWO. Vincent. There were a no, lot. Oh no, the guy who used to be in ECW, and they played Madonna's boyfriend in like Mexico. Oh. I always talk about it like, yeah, carry, Scott Hall would bring his golf clubs and the guy would have to carry him to the ring. That was like, that was his job. Jeff Spicoli? I, f- I forgot Louis who that was. Spicoli. Louis Spicoli. Louis Spicoli. Yeah. Not Jeff Spicoli. Jeff Spicoli was from Fast Times <laughs> <laughs> <Richard Ron High. laughs> Good try there, though. You know, they might have did better ratings if it was Jeff Spicoli. But uh, your thoughts on Dominic Mysterio officially being a Judgment Day member? Does this help the stable I saw at all? it was happening. <laughs> Yeah, but do you like it? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it, it adds anything to the stable because he's not good. <laughs> oh, wow. That had to hurt. Joe, what are, what are your thoughts on Dom in the uh, day? When, when I met Dominic, he was a very nice fella. Boy. Yeah, I, he, he was. That's, he, that's cold. Isn't he 80s kid? I don't know where, where does he fit. You know, it, again, it's like 
with, with Edge being out of the group, it, it moved them down a notch. So they're not even like top mid-card guys. Uh, they're lower mid-card guys. So you got Finn Balor, you got Damian Priest, you got Rhea Ripley. You know, where does Dominic fit in? Uh, that is a good question. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not honestly. I'm not big on the move. I really don't. Like I think if Edge was the leader. Edge and and Ray had a lot of history. You know, they could play up to that. It's like, oh, you know, Damian Priest putting Dominic Mysterio under his wing. Dom, you know, Damian Priest hasn't had a win in you know six months. <laughs> Boy, there's a guy that fell from grace fast. Who, Damian Priest? Yeah, yeah. He was on an undefeated streak for a long time when they pulled him up. And, and, now he, it's kinda, and he gave him the U.S. championship. Yeah, now it's like, yeah. And it's a shame. I, I it, was, like it, was, it was when he it was when he made his heel turn that it kind of all fell apart. Yeah. Bring back Bad Bunny. Well, they it are. Was, it was, you know, and then you put Finn Balor in as the lead, and, you know, you, you change the whole dynamic. They, they are bringing back Bad Bunny, by the way. Yeah, I've heard that. But uh, Kevin they Owens... Kevin Owens smashed Austin Theory on Raw as well. Love Kevin Owens right now. Are are and and here's another guy. Do you you know? I, and obviously they're talking about a major push with him. But what is the push? I don't. Know. What, what do you do? Because obviously, I guess you know Bobby Lashley's your top champ on Raw at this point with I, Roman I think, flying around. Right. I think they have to they have to figure out a way to split the belts. If they want to keep one of the belts on Roman, that's fine. They have to figure out a way to split the belts because you're right. Because there needs to be a guide. Because you got to ascend to more than just the U.S. title. Joe, Joe, what are your thoughts about where Kevin Owens is headed on this? And you know, and, and Fish brings up a good point about the titles. Uh, you know, obviously Roman Reigns is holding both world championships on Raw. How do you, you know, do you want to get out of that? And if you do, how do you do it? But let's let's talk Kevin Owens first. Again, all these guys, well, when Orton's coming back, you got Riddle, you know. I, it's great to have, yeah, you know, Owens. whatever. You know, how many times have we looked at the WWE title picture and said, well, hey, this guy could be champ, this guy could be champ, this guy could be champ. You're, you're talking 10 guys. You know, we've already talked about four or five on on. On SmackDown, you know, Randy Orton slides in. He could be a champion. Kevin Owens could be a champion. Riddle could be positioned in, in that way. Lashley, Seth Rollins, so many guys. Him. And you know, do you do you go with the Intercontinental Title, the U.S. Title? There've always been those secondary titles. All you can do is put together good matches, good feuds. Back in the day, nobody was taking the belt off Hogan, but you were still able to bring in good stories of Macho Man and Steamboat and, and a DiBiase story and Jake the Snake with Rick Rude or whatever it is. All people want to see is a compelling story. Uh, whether the belt's involved or not isn't the most important thing. In some cases, when you're trying to establish a new guy, like for a guy like Cross winning the title would be a big deal. You know, what about AJ Styles? You know, here's a guy who's been kind of floundering after he helped out almost, you know, where does he fit in the picture? There's so many guys. It's kind of crazy. The top talent that you look at in both organizations, even with AEW, there's so many guys that it's amazing compared to, you know, all the years ago when we talk about oh, how great it was compared to what it is now. There's so many people that are worthy but never get the opportunity. In the 90s, there were so many guys who never won the championship, but it was still major parts of shows. 
And right now, Kevin Owens has to, you know, be that upper mid-card guy who is good enough to be the champion and, and hopefully build up an Austin Theory and take those younger guys that you're looking to push and make something special of by involving them in those situations like they did with Riddle by putting him with Orton. You know, they have to get to that young crop. You know, all those other guys we talked about, even a guy like Cross, you know, they're 38, 39, 40 years old, these people. Braun Strowman, you know, he's not he's not 27. Yeah, and it, it's funny that we were a few months ago talking about how it was Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and everybody else was kind of, yeah. And now all of a sudden with Triple H taking over, a lot of these guys have been elevated, but at the same time, what do you do? You know, it, it's WWE has always been a, a talent-rich roster with people that are misused, but now we're starting to see them be used better. But at the same time, you know, Joe, bring, you bring up a great point that now you got to tell the right stories. Now you got to figure out a way how to put the, the puzzle pieces together in a way that from top to bottom, your card is going to be interesting and entertaining. You know, AEW lost their way a little bit with all the injuries and everything. But one thing that was cool about AEW was a lot of those feuds that they had, they were telling good stories with. But so you know, now, now it's WWE's turn. They've got to start telling good stories. And you know, well, the, now there's a log jam at the top, and it's like nobody keeps talking about it. What all these guys Triple H brings in, that means they got to shave some TV time off. A lot of the Happy Corbins, the Madcap Moss. You know, where does he stand? You know, you keep bringing in these guys, and then you bring in Bray Wyatt, and now we're going to bring in Aleister Black back, and 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 all this. You know, there's a lot of these guys. They got to fall by the wayside. There's just not going to be TV time. How much? How is there going to be TV time for Dominic Mysterio? No, and you're absolutely right. And I think first of all, the first thing you have to do, like I said, is you have to have Roman Reigns lose a title match, but then have it. But Paul Heyman comes out and says, "Wait, wait, wait! It was only one of the titles that was really up for grabs. I put it in his contract that he that he wasn't going to lose both." So that's how you split the title. But you're right. The problem is WWE hasn't had good storytelling since the Attitude Era. Yeah, it's been bad. I mean, that's that's part of the reason that while I would watch WWE, I wasn't that excited about it because they were just, we're, this person's going to wrestle this person and that's it. And there was well, nothing compelling about it. A couple of months, okay, they, they out of nowhere, Cross comes back and he kind of gets instilled with Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Like, how far ahead did they think? Oh wait, we're gonna have Solo Sokoa cost Drew McIntyre. Well, that makes Solo Sokoa have to wrestle Drew McIntyre. So now, where does Cross stand? Oh wait, now he attacks Drew McIntyre. So now, is he going to wrestle Drew McIntyre? Then, if he does, then what's Solo Sokoa going to do? And that's fine that Roman Reigns is out. You have those guys, but it's like I'm not sure they thought that far ahead. Like when bringing Cross back, did they know that a month later? Solo Sokoa was going to get involved with Drew McIntyre. It looked like it was already set feud with Cross and Drew, and now it's like it's it's all over the place. Even though they're, it's great to see the new blood in there. It's like where are they going with any of it? Ah, and the Triple H era gets more interesting, doesn't it? Of course, you know, you're, you're, H- taking, you're taking. It seems taking great joy in the pains that WWE is going through. No, I just think it's interesting because. I love what Triple H has done. I, I'm, I'm much more excited about watching a um, WWE broadcast now. But 
the, there's a new boss, and he's got to figure things out. Yeah, what and, do you expect, and, hey, Fish, what do you expect from the AEW apologist? Exactly. You know I mean? That's exactly what I'm saying. Wow. The AEW Mark over there. I look. I just love good the, wrestling. It, that's the name of the show, actually. It's AEW Mark Hoke Show. Stop it. <laughs> I just love good wrestling. And, and WWE has been putting on good wrestling lately. Now the fun part is... The storytelling, though, no, 100%. Is... You know, can you tell the right stories with everybody? Because and, and because Joe makes a great point. If you remember, you had the whole uh, ravishing Rick Rude, uh, Jake the Snake storyline had nothing to do with the title. It had to do with Rude having having uh, Jake's wife on his pants. But a lot of it was like that too. I mean, I you know I was just watching the uh, story about WrestleMania that A and E did, and you started going down that card, and there were a lot of great stories all the way. You know, despite everything else that was going on with WrestleMania, there were a lot of great stories that went on throughout. Most of that card. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the and title wasn't even up for grabs in the main event. It was, no. it was, it was a boxing match between no. Mr. T and Roddy Piper. Well, that right? was two. You know, oh, yeah, that was two. That okay. was one of the matches. People think two. back of WrestleMania and how great it was. It was like, yeah, and once it was around WrestleMania, it was like the Bolsheviks against Iron Sheik and, and Cola. And, and what's his face? Uh, you know, and, and there was a lot of crap matches, too. But the, the top three or four matches were such big deals that the rest of the card was kind of forgotten. Even the one, you know, what was it, Tatanka and Lex Luger or something. Uh, they, they built that up with the million-dollar feud, and Tatanka ended up turning his back. And, but there was always the long-term story planning, but then at WrestleMania, it was over with. You know, Jake the Snake, you know, beat Ravishing Rick Rude, and they both went on to other things. Well, and nowadays it's like, okay, well, we just had the big match at WrestleMania, but on Monday Night Raw, we're going to have a bigger one. It's going to be a rematch of it, which is, which is, That's uh, yeah. That's right, exactly. And, uh, and then the next pay per view is WrestleMania Rewind. Falls count anywhere. Yeah. That, you're right. That makes no sense. It, it has to. That's the problem. Isn't even the build. It, is, it has to build to something, and you can't have it not bu- just to have a continuous build with no with no end in sight, with no peak. Right. So. Right, like even with Reigns and Drew, there it was like, well, yeah, well, we there's 30 other guys. If you're gonna, if Reigns isn't losing, have him beat Drew. That way, Drew moves on to something else, and now he can go after Cross. He can go after Strowman. Instead, it's like everybody is always like lurking in the background, like, oh, well, you know, he never really beat Drew. Yeah. So yeah, this is gonna be intriguing now that we're now that we're actually playing with all the toys in the toy box. Have they, what do you do? Have they booked Roman Reigns as a weak champion or a strong champion? Oh, I think he's still a strong champion. Well, because, so, it, it depends on the situation. Because it seems like he wins all the time, but he never wins without getting some help from somebody. Well, remember he's, he 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 is the the number one heel in the company. No, I get so, that, but I'm just saying, doesn't that book doesn't that booking make him weaker because he's only winning because he has help? He like, for instance, the only reason why Drew McIntyre lost is because Solo Sokoa no, but, pulled Roman but, Reigns out of the, a lot of the referee out of the come, ring. A lot of times, when it comes down to it, though, when he's in a, a really big match, he wins, and it reminds me a lot of Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen. There was interference all the time. Flair was getting saved all the time, but a lot of times when it came down to it, Rick won. It's the legacy. Down the line, people aren't going to be like, oh, well, Roman Reigns won because of this. When you put the giant picture together, the guy's been the champion for over two years. You don't say, well, he had 13 title defenses and nine were screw jobs. You know what I mean? Right. It's I like, got gotcha. you. It, you could. What I like to tell the, the, our wrestlers and things like that is it doesn't matter how you lose. 
You know, I remember the Godfather. It was like, oh, you know, maybe I lose by a roll-up. He's like, if I'm going to lose, I might as well lose. What's the, what's the point? If you're supposed to be putting somebody over, did you put him over because he beat you by a roll-up? Let him hit his finisher and beat you. If that's yep. the guy you want to push, make him win. All right. And, guys, we've got to head to break here shortly. Just all sorts of quality discussions here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Hey, want to remind you real quick before we hit the break, make sure you go check out Trading Made Easy. If you want to get into some automated day trading software or make some extra money, maybe drop that 9-to-5 job, go to TradingMadEasy.com. It's so simple. You only need one E in there, TradingMadEasy.com. Give them a call at 800-971-4160. Sign up for your free live trading session right now. And you can get in on the act of automated day trading software and make some hopefully pretty easy money. So check that out once again, tradingmadeasy.com or call 800-971-4160. We'll be back with the final half hour of the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN right after this. Stick around, everybody. Hi, this is Marco. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas, and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in, and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's soul rolls. Then dive into Family Soul's dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours in their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams, and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. 1015 FM, 720 AM. K Don, the talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 1015 FM, 720 AM. It is the talk of Las Vegas. The greatest professional wrestling show of all times. All time. You betcha. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. I'm Coco Beware. Is Joe, does that make Joe Frankie? Frankie? No. We can't do that Frankie to De, Joe DeFalco. Frankie DeFalco? That, Frankie DeFalco. That works. Yeah, there you go. But Andrew Fishbane, Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. And by the way, you got to check out everything Joe's got going on with FSW. Go to FSWVegas.com. You can learn to be a wrestler. Referee, all sorts of great stuff. I told and of you, course, I'm ready to manage your ref. And of course, yeah, you're, you're you're ready. You do a lot of talking, so I guess you could be a manager. You know, all that talking you do. Yeah, I could be the mouth of the West. Could we shave his head, <laughs> Joe? If he doesn't, hey, I'll take. You know what? I, I'm willing to get my head shaved if that's what it takes. I I'd be more than down with that. 
But, of course, uh, Joe, of course, also trains wrestlers and has great cards down there, too. Uh, Joe, what's your next event coming up? Uh, we got actually a student show next Saturday, Future Shock. So we're going to have a lot of the younger guys on there. Uh, there's probably three or four going to be making their debut. So it's a good place, you know, Future Shock. The, you know, the student shows, that's where Chris Bay and, and Karrion Cross got their, you know, got their first matches. Uh, Solo Sokoa. You know, their guys are main event guys in WWE, and they had to start somewhere. And you could have watched their first match for like 10, 15 bucks. That's got to feel pretty good for you, like a proud papa, to see them graduate from where they were to where they are now. Oh, absolutely. You know, we'd even have like a watch party when Cross won the NXT title. We did it when Chris Bay was wrestling for the X Division Championship, and he ended up winning. So, you know, same thing with Zoe Stark. She's been banged up a lot over the last uh, six months, but her trajectory and, and people in the know really like her, and it's like, you know, looking forward to seeing her. She, you know, she she had the opportunity to be in the tag tournament on SmackDown, but she got concussed in the title match, and she never got to make that uh, main roster debut. So, yeah, you know, with with our all star staff of guys like D'Lo Brown and Kenny King and T.J. Perkins and Sin Bodie, you know, we have we have a great you know training facility that we do seminars with the biggest names in wrestling have been through that door. You know, to, to to help with the the new generation of wrestlers. So, Future Shock is a good start to see uh, some new talent looking to, you know, break through in the business. Maybe Tony Khan should come there to learn how to be an owner. He should. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Calling the con man out. Right here on the Mark Oak Show. It's unbelievable. You know, and again, you know, you see how it is. There's people you get close relationships with, and but I've never let that cloud my judgment. I never put, like, a mid-card guy over as the heavyweight champion just because I liked him. Besides, Hammerstone would just destroy him. <laughs> That's very, very <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah, so have- look at all our champions, you know, the, the they were champions with us before they were anywhere else, and anybody knew them. You know, between uh, Brian Cage and Cross and, and and Hammerstone and Chris Bay and Sean Ricker, now Max Dupree, and maybe back to L.A. Night, I'm reading. Yeah, we were going to mention that real quick. Yeah, so get on over to FSWVegas.com and see what they got going on. Some great cards coming up. I know you got a, another big one coming up uh, on, I believe it's October 21st out of the Silver Nugget, correct? 23rd, 23rd, 23rd yeah, Impact's going to be in town the 21st and 22nd, and uh, we have our next edition of the of the Mecca, and we're bringing back some familiar faces, you know, former tag champ Koa Leona, who's now part of uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Chris Masters, he's coming back, and that guy is still in phenomenal shape wrestling in the NWA and as well as the Hammerstones and the Bays of the world, of course. But, yeah, we're looking to – we're talking with some, you know, big names, and we always want to make sure the Mecca is is stacked to the gills. Yep, should be fun. And, and by the way, if they're all hungry, we got to have them get over to Family Soul Restaurant. Very important. Go over to uh, FamilySoulRestaurant.com, and you can have some of the best soul food in northwest Las Vegas. Catfish – all sorts of fantastic stuff, man. Fried chicken, whatever you want. All the sides, the whole deal. They are 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108. 
Once again, it's Family Soul Restaurant. Call them at 725-205-5085. They're serving breakfast right now, shrimp and grits. Drive on over there while you're listening to the show and say hi. And by the way, mention KDWN. You get that People's Choice special, Catfish Greens and Yams, $15.99. That's Family Soul Restaurant. Now, SmackDown, because I'm I'm sure Joe has been enjoying SmackDown very, very, very much with Solo Sokoa and Karrion Cross making the big push up there. Where do you see these guys going, Joe? What do you I mean, I know we were talking a little bit about Cross, but you know, guys, what do you think about the future of those two guys? You know, getting this big push and seeing where they're headed with Bloodline and taking on Drew McIntyre. Pretty cool stuff. I think it makes sense to have Solo Sokoa in the Bloodline. I mean, it was. I think that was an obvious move to make. Uh, and I, I think the problem is, and Joe said it, it's just too confusing at the top. That all of a sudden, and as great as, as Killer Cross is, he comes in and he, he's attacking Drew McIntyre. But what, what, I don't know what they can do with him because he hasn't even attacked... He's, he made the statement to Roman Reigns when they put the, the hourglass in the ring, but he's, he's never done anything towards Roman Reigns. So he's going over McIntyre. You're going after a guy who has no power. You know, you never know. Maybe it's all the uh, the swerve, like back in the New World Order days, that, you know, maybe Karrion Cross is an honorary use. You know, maybe he takes out Sami Zayn. Yikes. Ooh, that would be interesting. Well, this is great work by Sami Zayn, though. I, got, oh, I, I'm not, I, awesome. I wasn't that huge a Zayn fan until now. This is some of the best work I've seen him do. That, that, but that's that's the best work I think the writers have done. It's like they've made Zayn fit in with those guys great. You got the one Uso who hates him. You got the other Uso who yeah. basically Jimmy loves him. Jay hates him. Like he likes him. It, it, it's great stuff. That it's as serious as serious can be when it needs to be, but there's also good comedy in the mix. Like that is by far the best entertainment combination wrestling you got, because you got guys who can work obviously with the Usos and Reigns and even Sami Zayn. So there's so much going on there that anybody who's involved with that, you know, should be, as they say, be getting the rub. You know, and another thing going on on SmackDown that I... So I got Vince McMahon in trouble, by the way. Yeah, Getting the rub. (laughs) Andrew Fish Fiend, everybody. He'll be playing at Bonkers Comedy Club. (laughs) Bussing tables, not doing comedy, that's for sure. But another thing happening on SmackDown that... I think a lot of people are really enjoying right now is Imperium. The boys brought the old music back. Gunther, of course, is the Intercontinental Champion. Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci looking pretty good. And people are going crazy for Sheamus again. He did 25 beats of the Bowery in that thing, they've, that match the other day. They, they've turned those guys, the Bowery boys, or whatever they're calling themselves. The Brawling Brutes. The Brawling Brutes. They've turned them into faces. Now, the question is, is Butch going to become Pete Dunne again and, and go back to that? I don't know. Look at that. They, they, even got, they even got Butch over. Yeah, this is. A, I think this is a really fascinating feud because, you know, of course, they had the great uh, Intercontinental title match with Sheamus taking on Gunther at Clash at the Castle. And they are just riding this out. This is one of those undercard feuds that you know we were talking about about building a more than just the main event scene that people are really digging. It's and I, I am enjoying. And I love seeing Imperium back together. I think eventually they're a bloodline threat. It's got a very very World War II vibe though, because you have Germany and Italy going against England and. 
it, it, I'm telling you. Uh, all they need to do is bring Takamichinoku back, and then we can have. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> we can call it World War Three. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, that was God. perfect. <laughs> that was not planned, everybody. Yeah, Kai and Ty can join Stop. with, with Imperial. No more. <laughs> No. And then, well, then you can bring back Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda as the U.S. Express to join with the Brawling Brutes. Oh. No, you bring in Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas, the U.S. Express, too. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that's Could good. you imagine if they did that? People would be going not. They would not be happy, but it would be kind of neat to see those two team up, of course. Barry well, Windham. You know, I, I want to see Bo Dallas as the universal champion myself, but still. You have to believe. He was on a big, a big train to happiness and joy in WWE, and then it just went. No, and they pulled him off the tracks. Yeah, that's because no one was buying him. Oh, people were into him. Come on, he got he got handed crap, and he got it over, and then they had to switch him up, and then he was part of. Even when he was part of the Miz's gang, it was like you knew he was the standout. He was the guy that should have broke out of there. The B team actually was the best thing he had done. Him and uh, Curtis Axel there. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun team. I liked them. Um, I, I disagree. I think everything Bo Dallas did was fantastic. <laughs> you're a Bo, you're like Mark with AEW. You're a Bo Dallas apologist. Oh my! Uh, he'd be Lord. the FSW heavyweight champion, Bo Dallas. I'd be the guy taking the belt off Hammerstone. I think people would pay to see that match, though. What, when ha- Hammerstone and Bo Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Oh, you guys. Oh, but, you know, but but are you guys excited about Imperium, by the way? Because I am. I, I, I love these do. guys. I and know you do. I would be, I, honestly, I would be more excited if they would have kept their names, if it was still Walter and still, uh, uh, what's his name? What's, what's Vinci, Vinci's real name or Vinci's name that he had before he was Vinci? I don't know. Adolf Kaiser? I, I don't know. <laughs> but... No, but they're but those guys yeah, are I a care. terrific tag team. I mean, uh, you know, I I loved watching NXT, seeing those guys wrestle, and you know they had the great war games with the undisputed guys. I mean, the undisputed era. That there's there's some serious stuff there, and you know I I mentioned a while back that I would love to see them going against the Bloodline, and that I mean Gunther and taking on Roman Reigns right now, the way Gunther's wrestling and as over as he is. And then those the Imperium going after the Usos? Yeah. Gunther isn't well, that over. What I, mean, I like about it, it brings me back to the old days when it was like these. It was this faction warfare, and it was you had to choose who you liked, whether it was the Bodiquas or the Nation or the DOA. It was basically three heels in there, but somebody had to come across as baby faces. And those guys had wars for a long time. And it's easy to do when you got a faction of all these main guys and you got Seamus and you got Walter and then you have the bloodline people and, and you got everybody in there. It's a great mix of stuff. You know, people like the gang fights. You know? Oh, absolutely. And then, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just reminded me of thinking about those times and you're absolutely right with Barique was in the DOA was the name of the group. I could not remember for the life of me and you did. So thank you very Prime much. Time Brian Lee, the fake undertaker. <laughs> the faker. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Well, there was another story that came out this week that I wanted to get off, uh, get to you guys and see what you thought. And this is this is so up DeFalco's alley. It's not even funny. Here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWM one hundred one five FM. Something with Eva Marie? No, it doesn't have anything to do with Eva Marie. Well, that's up DeFalco's alley. <sighs> Andrew Fish Fane, a 
you have been a bitter son of a gun today, I'll tell you. But you're peppy. It's all right. So there, Triple H has been making changes, as we know. And a couple new changes that apparently, and I, I wasn't honestly too aware of this, but Vince McMahon had a couple rules about how matches would end and things that would go on in matches. And here's here's one, and we saw this happen at Clash at the Castle. So this was one where you had the referee get pulled by somebody outside the ring on a three count. And I didn't I didn't realize that the Vince had a rule that he didn't like that. I hate that. And I, I don't like it either, but that that is apparently back now in WWE. Uh, there was there was another one that this and the illegal wrestler in a tag team match could not attack a legal competitor outside of the referee's five count when a tag had been made without causing a disqualification. So that one I knew actually. Yeah. So two interesting rule changes, at least in terms of how you plan a match in WWE. Guys, what do you think of these uh, changes Triple H has made? I think Triple H is trying to bring back what he knew as the WWE. And and it was a very successful time, obviously, so he thinks it's going to work. Joe, you helped put matches together. Your thoughts on this stuff, especially the... the you, you, I'm, I'm waiting for the Bill Watts go over the top rope to qualify the new rule that they bring back. <laughs> The old NWA rule that if you got thrown over the top rope, it was an automatic disqualification. You know, when you, when you talk about that one, I, I just don't like it because obviously if you pull the wrestler out, it's going to be somebody who was involved with the guy who would have lost the match. So if it's a ref, if it's a manager on the outside, you know it hadn't been Paul Heyman, so that immediately should be a disqualification. It's like... You know, we always want to make sure, hey, you don't you don't make the referee look like an idiot. Well, that's the perfect way to make a referee look like an idiot. Well, they've pulled the referee out on numerous occasions. And when you pull the referee out, how you put your hands on the ref. So how is that not a disqualification? And I get it. It's wrestling. You make your own rules and do stuff. But it's, it's always easier to have a universal rule. Because there'll be some cases where you'll see it, and if it benefits, they'll make it a disqualification. But then you could see it, especially on WWE programming, well, those are the same finish three times in a two-hour show, that one time they did it and it meant something, and the other time they did it, it didn't mean something. All we want is continuity as a wrestling fan. Yeah, I hate that referee pull. I do, too. Uh, I, and, and, I always did. Joe, and just point, the, the only time that it... it Actually, there's there's no time because whoever benefits, you know that that's the person whose outside interference did it. So there's no as soon as the referee gets pulled out, as soon as his foot, his foot is touched by someone, that should be a disqualification. You know, it's also you know I know it was great and Eddie Guerrero did it, but the Eddie Guerrero spot with the chair, the guy has a chair. The referee didn't see it. Supposedly, the referee can't do anything unless he's seen it. Just like he can't accept the tag because he didn't see it. So a guy's laying on the ground, and you heard a chair. But if you were a referee who grew up watching wrestling, you know the bad guy always is going to do that. <laughs> you know, and and the finish is great when it's like in a number one contenders match or something, and it's a way to win, I guess. You know, but it's just like you need to do that like once a year if you're lucky. 
And the one the one thing they have done a lot recently in wrestling that I absolutely cannot stand is new that a number one contender's match now comes at the price of the champion. If you can beat the champion once, you can be the number right. one contender. Well, but, yeah, and that, that's always yeah a non-title match. It's like oh, recipe for the champ losing. Yeah, should if you're gonna have a number one contender's match, shouldn't it be against two people that don't have the championship yet, so one of them could be the number one contender? Yeah, I hate those. I hate those, and they're doing a lot of those in AEW, and I can't stand them. I hate those matches. You know why? If you're having a number one contender's match, it should be two people that are trying to contend for the title, as opposed to well, if you beat the champ. Well, if I beat the champ. I should, be, I should champ. be a champ. <laughs> exactly. And it's the same thing when they do it. In a tag, they throw people together to tag team. And, well, in this tag team match, I pinned the guy who happened to be the, the Intercontinental Champion. So that doesn't mean you should. The other guy beat him up first, and then you covered him. Yeah. I. We love professional wrestling, everybody. We really do. But sometimes things like that just make you shake your head. Because you have, also hate be, professional wrestling. Exactly. I mean, we can suspend disbelief, but at the same time, you got to make it believable disbelief. Right. That's what you know. That's what it's all about. And when you see things happen in a match, and you know, that's one of my problems with uh, some things like the Young Bucks do, for example, when they do those spots that are so coordinated that th- there's no way if I was in a fight, I would be standing there waiting for somebody to jump off the top rope and land on me. I would be running away and saying, no, you're not going to jump on me. That's stupid. I mean, I hate yeah, those. But, but you're never going to do a Hurricane Rana in a fight either. But I see in, like, uh, superhero movies all the time. It's like, oh, wrestling move. Oh, rock bottom. It's they, like they do these moves now. So I do see them in fights. And they did so have that incorrect. Mo- Montez Ford on Friday night did an amazing spot, by the way, doing that jump, uh, landing on uh, everybody, <laughs> the, the, the MMMs and the MMEs and whoever. Well, if you do it in a way that there's a that would be reasonable that a person would be standing there. Yeah, not, as opposed to them just like I for just it. got knocked out and I'm getting up and I'm dazed. But like like what happened in the match with uh, with Packley a couple weeks ago on Dynamite, I believe it was, where he was positioning himself on the the top rope and trying to get on the, the turnbuckle connection for 30 seconds while the uh, the guys from uh, United Empire or wherever were standing there waiting for him. I'm like, you're not going to stand there for 30 seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, usually it's five of them that have to stand there or four of them. It's just like enough already. Yeah, th- those spots need to go away. Yeah, they they really do. You you are absolutely correct there. Yeah, so bad. There there was one other little story I wanted to hit with you guys real quick and get your thoughts on Nick Aldis, and of course, longtime NWA champion has been out there on the independent circuit Mi- forever. Mister Mickey James. Yeah, Nicky James's husband. In a recent interview, stated that he is maybe looking to get into WWE, and of course, Nick. Apparently has a you know a very good reputation. Has been out there for a long time. Held the NWA title for God years. Would you guys like to see Nick Aldis in WWE? Do you think it would work? Uh, you know how would you do that? And you know Joe, you're out there on the on the independent scene. Uh, your thoughts on Nick Aldis trying to get into WWE? Well, you know I've heard a lot of negative. I've heard a lot of positive. Uh, he fits the bill. He's a big dude. Got the accent. He talks really, really well. Uh, good worker. I don't. I wouldn't say a great worker, but a good worker. And he would fit right in there in the upper mid card, and prob and possibly a guy. He can talk his way into a main event. There's no doubt about it. So, 
you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing. And, and he's never really been exposed to the WWE world. So, you know, the former Magnus, uh, I think, would be a good fit there. I'd like to see it because a guy like that who's been around that long and worked that hard, I think, deserves a shot at the big time, deserves to make th- that kind of money, is WWE money. I think, you know, he doesn't have, you don't have to push him to the moon, but I think Joe's right. Upper mid card would be perfect for him. Well, and I, and I know the NWA is not anywhere near what it used to be, but if you were WWE, would you maybe try to incorporate that in and say, you know, this is a guy that's been NWA champion forever and... You know, you know, Adam Pierce was a guy that was an NWA champion for a really, really long time, too, and he's found his way in, and not as a wrestler, but performing. I mean, is is there any thought about, you know, maybe in mentioning that he's the NWA champion or doing something along those lines? I don't know. I think they'll do it if they think that it'll give him any, any sort of any boost, but I don't know if do, doing that would. Hey, good mouthpiece for Imperium right there, bringing Nick Aldis. No, he's on the wrong side of the axis. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I have to bring on Baron or... he There you go. He's a turncoat. We can write it. It's wrestling. You can do whatever you want. That is very yeah. true. Actually, Jim Duggan was part of Team Canada, so. <laughs> <laughs> if Jim Duggan could be Team Canada, Nick Aldis could be Imperium. There you go. That is... Wow. That is an interesting thought. Where do you go from there? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and one more real quick, uh, because we've got about a minute left. Uh, we did see Max Dupree, who I, thought was gonna, Drake. who I thought was going to contaminate the entire WWE with maximum male and female models, is apparently hinting he's going back to the L.A. Knight gimmick. Which, Where are the female models, by the way? I don't know. They're, they're the maximum male models right yes, now. Yes, I know. But, you know, should that whole thing just be scrapped? And, yes. And let's, let's, <laughs> Please. Again, it makes no sense on that show. I don't understand it. It makes no sense on any show. <laughs> well, and, and that was clearly a Vince idea. He was actually producing a lot of the segments they were doing leading up to that. So I guess they decided to try and give it a shot but, and see what happened. Yeah, but. I, I think that, that L.A. Knight, will, coming back as L.A. Knight, will be much better if he can wrestle because he's a very talented worker. He's great. Yeah. Absolutely, great. a great mic work too. Yeah, it would yeah, be f- and, and having a guy with great mic work um, come out with two guys that you know are jobbers and they're always going to lose. It really just takes away from the whole gimmick. Yeah, so let's free L.A. Knight, as the kids like to say. Free. Eli Drake. There you yeah, go. Better name, guys. Blast of a show today. Especially that first hour. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of fun. You'll be able to check it out at markhokeshow.podbean.com. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook at Mark Hoke Show. Or the, the Mark Hoke Show. Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. And, of course, we got Fish at Just the remember, Fish 1969. Vince got the rub yeah. Joe DeFalco at FSW of Vegas. It's a schmoz. Oh, God, Fish. So thank you all for listening here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, The Talk of Las Vegas. We'll see you next week on The Mark Hoke Show. Have a great Sunday, everybody.
Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 